0: Hi, this is Jovi. And this is Charlie. And you're listening to
1: Bed Bed Crime Crime Stories. Stories. This is a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and we take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. Yes. And
0: by drinks this time, it's, you know, it's one o'clock in the afternoon and I still have coffee. So I have a
1: cold, refreshing water.
0: Oh, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But any who's how have you been, Charlie? What's going on?
1: I've been. I've been good. I've been busy, but I've been good. Things are Mm -hmm. going all right. Mm -hmm. Um, How Mm -hmm. about for you, Jovi?
0: Not too shabby. Mm -hmm. Not too shabby. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, living that dream on the daily. On the fucking daily. Living the dream. Not true crime related, but I finally got to watch half of Do Revenge. And... (gasps) It's, I'm loving it so far. I'm probably going to finish the rest tomorrow, but like, I love it. I Mm -hmm. love everything about it. It's fantastic. Yep. So I have no doubts that I'm going to love the rest of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's funny because when I was looking for something, something, when I was looking for something to watch, I was like, Ooh, I I do want to watch that docuseries. And then I was like, you know what? I can't handle it right now. Yeah. (laughs) I want something fun and lighthearted and something i could laugh at so that's yeah. what i went with that's life life with. being
1: a little too real these days
0: huh <laughs> like fucking for real though yeah for real though yeah. yeah none of
1: that anything else you've been watching is that pretty much um where you're at? that is pretty much it i did start a
0: new book which is fun that's good it's called sign here mm. and it's about people in hell And like how they work their way up the stages of hell. And these particular people that the book is focusing on, they're on the fifth floor. And you know how when you you want to sign your soul to the devil to make right whatever?
1: Yes, I do know it well. I've done it a couple times.
0: (laughs) So when people say this, they get to go back on earth and be like, hi. So is this really what you want? These are going to be your consequences sign here. So oh. it wouldn't affect their life. Mm-hmm. Just when they die, they go straight to hell. Gotcha. So it's actually really interesting and I really enjoy it. Fun. Yeah. And I started it not yesterday. I started it Friday.
1: Mm-hmm. No. No, I started was it was Friday.
0: Right. No, no, no. I started it <laughs> Thursday when mm-hmm. we didn't have power. I had nothing else to do. I'm already almost done with it.
1: Nice. So. Nice. Yeah. I do like a good book like that.
0: Yeah, me too. It's a, it's, it's a long book, but it's a super easy read. So like I only mm-hmm. have about 90 pages left,
1: which nice. is fun. Mm-hmm. I'm actually currently reading, I'm rereading the Percy Jackson series.
0: Okay. Cause I show. love
1: those books. Yeah. The show's coming soon. I, I, I love those books. I was so mad at the movies. The movies were terrible.
0: Yeah, they were um,
1: kind of bad. <clears throat> they were really bad. And the books are just really, they're well written. They're fun. They're really mm-hmm. cute. Um, so I'm re- I'm rereading them. I'm, I'm on the third book now, but nice. yeah. So I'm, I'm rereading Percy because they're fun. Um, nice. I'm watching a couple of things. So after the sad, untimely death of Leslie Jordan, I started mm-hmm. rewatching Will and Grace. So mm-hmm. I am, that's like my daily chuckle show. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I, ooh, I'm of course keeping up with the vow mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I didn't keep the vow to myself. No, of you didn't until it was done. Yeah, you sure no, didn't. didn't. Definitely <laughs> did not But I am keeping up with the vow. And oh my God, it is so good this season. It's so good this season. Yes. Nice. <clears throat> Speaking of waiting until the end to start, I started the newest season of Handmaid's Tale today because the series mm. fin- or the season finale was this, this past week. hmm. So started that. It's good so far. I will tell you, like, even though I am a huge fan of that show, like, I actually am a huge fan of that show. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character is the least char- the lead character. Oh no! Um, yeah, Elizabeth Moss car- uh, Moss's character. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like a lot of shows that I like, uh, it's always the main character that I like the least. Yeah. Like even when I was super into Orange is the New Black, I ugh, could not stand Piper. Yeah. And it's really nice to see that all the other characters in the show are like really sick of the character's bullshit, too. They're all like, shut the fuck up. I'm like, yes, thank you. That's we nice. We need to tell her more often to shut the fuck up.
0: I feel like it's kind of often where the main character turns out to be the huge annoyance where you're like... Mm-hmm okay, stop making it all about you. It's not all about you. Yeah. Kind of a thing.
1: I'm, I'm curious if that's why like there's that thing now of like, oh, she's she has main character energy. Like, is that where that's from? Of like, she's Ooh. the annoying person who thinks the whole world revolves around her, which I yeah. think that that's technically what it means. And it's it's very, it tracks with the way that I feel about a lot of main characters of shows I watch. Yes, that's fair. That is fair. Like with Will and Grace, Grace is obnoxious. Not standard, <laughs> but I love everybody else on that show. right, right, right. right. <sighs>
0: No, I get that.
1: And then one last true crime thing that I'm watching, or I just finished watching, is the documentary on HBO called Low Country about the Murdoch family, Mm -hmm. uh, which I will tell you a little sneaky peeky. That's what next week's episode is going to be about oh because it inspired me to write my next episode about nice very nice that's exciting little little sneaky peeky so I'm not going to tell you like much of what it's about okay um but I will tell you wonderful documentary okay fantastic so low country on HBO
0: all right well I'm gonna wait to watch it until after I hear
1: your story okay and then I'll watch it okay because it's really good highly recommend 10 out of 10 would recommend. Okay. That works, but yeah, that's pretty much it. That's kind of what, uh, what's been going on with me. Work has been crazy. So it's Mm -hmm. just been a lot of coming home, putting on wool and grace, having a glass of wine and like disconnecting, you know? Yep. Yep. I feel you girl. I feel you girl. I feel you. So yeah. So Jovi, you are going to grace us with your bed crime story this evening. I'm very excited to hear what it is that you're uh, you're going to tell us about.
0: Yay! It's my turn. It's my turn. Um <laughs> No. I I'm trying to do the thing where I'm trying to find lesser known cases because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we all know the Ted Bundy's, the Dahmer's, all that mm-hmm. stuff. So I'm like, you know what? I want to do one where not every podcast has covered it. Mm so i found this one it is the story of the Tyneside strangler mary bell
1: i think i know mary bell
0: you might you might but i honestly i didn't know anything about it until i found her on google
1: and i was like "Mm, okay nice i love a good googs discovery
0: me too Mm -hmm. me too um and apparently i have a thing for children killing children
1: so you know what yes i definitely then yes i definitely know okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) so i'm just i guess keeping with my own theme that i inadvertently started yeah yeah so So, you know
1: yeah
0: yeah i'm weird okay Okay. so (laughs) the sources for today are obviously wikipedia Mm -hmm. murderpedia Mm -hmm. and a fan favorite lately all that's interesting i do love me some all that's interesting yeah and like mm-hmm. i never realized how like their diversity of the yeah. stuff that they have on there so i was actually very interested to see that they had an article about mm-hmm. this so and the article is by staff mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm sorry that's my favorite thing is like when you pull up these articles and it's like by staff okay
1: by staff
0: by staff so Thanks, thank you staff, staff. <laughs>
1: That was unrehearsed, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it was. It was. <laughs> it just goes to show how long we've known each other and yeah. how alike we are.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So now knowing our sources and thanking the staff, let's let's jump on in. Mary Bell was born on May 26, 1957 to Elizabeth Bell when she was just 17 years old. And now Mary was her second child. So mm-hmm. good Lord. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth was a well-known sex worker that often traveled to Glasgow to work and, you know, she just couldn't be bothered with having a child Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and she didn't want to be a mother. So Mary was often left alone. Mm. She was unwanted and neglected, so much so that when she was born and the nurses went to place Mary into Elizabeth's arms, she literally shouted, take that thing away from me.
1: Put that thing back where it came came from, so so help help me. me.
0: (laughs) if you don't get that reference you're not our friend
1: Hmm.
0: while it's not known who mary's biological father is she believed that the man named william bell who side note was a violent alcoholic and habitual criminal with an arrest record for crimes including armed robbery he married her mother and so she just kind of went with that's her father kind of a thing gotcha From a baby up until she was a young child, Mary frequently suffered injuries and household accidents while alone with her mother. This led her family to believe that Elizabeth was being purposefully negligent or intentionally attempting to harm or kill her daughter. On one occasion in about 1960, Elizabeth dropped her daughter from a first floor window. Girl. Uh Uh-huh. And on another occasion... She she attempted to have Mary take all these sleeping pills to attempt an overdose. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. Put her up for adoption, bro. If you don't want if you don't want her put her up for adoption. Like this is just terrible. For real. Like I I do. I I feel bad hearing this about Mary. It's sad. It is. It's, It's very bad. She is also known to have once sold Mary to a mentally unstable woman who was unable to have children of her own, resulting in her older sister, Catherine, having to travel alone across Newcastle to reclaim Mary from this individual and bring her home. What the fuck? <laughs> Charlie's face, ladies and gentlemen, is it's priceless. Yeah. Isn't that fucked up? That's fucked up yes yes
1: and also also really just quickly want to mention like I know the story of Mary Bell totally didn't realize it was in the 60s Mm -hmm. I thought that it was in like truthfully thought it was like in the 1920s you know what's
0: funny when I first pulled it up I did too and start until I started reading it I was like oh wow this is a lot more recent than I thought it was." I thought it
1: was super old timey or
0: nope 1960s yeah yeah.
1: Dang. All mm-hmm. right. Under Queen Elizabeth's watch, <laughs> right? Bitch. Fuck. Oh, i I mean, whatever. Uh, that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh, people. Sorry. Laugh. Sorry. Some
0: attribute the accidents to Elizabeth's determination to rid herself of the inconvenience being her daughter, while others see the symptoms of Munchausen syndrome by proxy as she longed for the attention and sympathy for her daughter's accidents.
1: But okay. But here's my question though. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, there's a good chance you don't know the answer, but I'm just mm-hmm. going to like, it's a question I'm putting out into the universe. Yeah. Was she getting sympathy? Because it seems as though it was very obvious that she was the one who was inflicting the pain and, oh, I don't know, selling her child. So right. were you really getting the atten- the positive sympathetic attention that Munchausen by proxy usually causes? I'm going to go with no. Because it sounds like you're not. It sounds like people are very blamey of what you're doing, which, I mean, again, rightfully so, because yes, you are to blame. But, right. like, I just, I don't know if you would have continued those behaviors if you weren't getting the actual attention you wanted, or if you were just actually kind of, like, wanting to fucking kill your kid.
0: I just think she didn't care and it was all about her very mm-hmm. like a, a narcissistic mm-hmm. kind of thing right. she's like no, no no i don't want you this is my life go away you right. know but again like i said if you don't Dang. want your child don't try to kill her yeah. give her you know um i'm actually in the next paragraph her family was like let us take custody of you yeah
1: but no keep Mm-mm. her well i mean I was going to say, keep her sold to the other woman. But obviously if there was like issues with that as well, right. we don't want We don't want to do that. Right. But like you said, there's family members. And especially if there was family members that were willing to take her mm-hmm. and care for her, like what? No, yep. I'm just going to throw her out of a window. Yep. Okay.
0: Yep. Weird, but, weird flex, but okay. What I mean, yeah. she was, I'm going to guess probably mentally unstable herself. Yeah, so, but like I mentioned, family would constantly ask Elizabeth if they could take custody of Mary but, of course, she refused every time. In the mid-60s, she allegedly began to allow and or encourage her clients to sexually abuse Mary.
1: Mm, I knew that was who coming. Was,
0: who was only four or five at the time during their S&M, ses- S&M sessions. So, mother of the fucking year. Mother wow. of the year. Yeah. So, while while what Mary did was fucking terrible, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel terrible for
1: how she grew up i do i do i'm gonna say a thing that i've said so many times that i should just put it on a (laughs) t-shirt both things can be true yeah she could she could do awful awful things yeah and at the same time awful awful things have happened to her correct and it's it's terrible that it did
0: i agree i agree and this is definitely i think one of those situations
1: Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, that's awful. And she was still a baby, uh, like for real, not even in school yet. Not that that would have made it obviously not though, that would have made it better, but like, no, 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 How but... fucking depraved. Right, right. Oh, my God. All right. Continue. Sorry.
0: <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. Mary exhibited numerous signs of disturbed and unpredictable behavior, both at home and at school, including sudden mood changes and chronic bedwetting.
1: Mm hmm. Hi, McDonald Triad. <laughs>
0: right? Mm. uh She was also known to have fights with other children, both boys and girls, mm. and to have attempted to strangle or suffocate her classmates or playmates on several occasions. Now, of course, they couldn't reach out to her mother because her mother obviously doesn't give a shit.
1: <laughs> For real, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to sure. tell your mother. It's
0: like, bet, okay. Bring it on. Okay. Like, if you can find her, if you could get her to care, For good real. on you. <laughs> Suck. Yeah. Due to this behavior, I mean, obviously, many children were just like, no, nah, she could stay on that side of the playground. I, I don't I don't want to interact with her. Yeah, but it probably also didn't help either that she would occasionally voice her desire to hurt people. So hmm. I can't blame the other children at this
1: point. Yeah, yeah.
0: According to one of her classmates, she and her friends became accustomed to the sudden changes in Mary's behavior. So when she started to exhibit odd mannerisms, like including shaking her head and forming a hard gaze, her classmates would then know that something's up. And whoever that she was looking at when she went into that gaze would be the person that she would attack and become violent with. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Mary did have one friend. Um, Her name was Norma Joyce Bell. Mm -hmm. They have the same last name, but they're no no relation. relation. And isn't
1: Norma Bell B-L-L-E and Mary is just B-L-L? No. Or am I wrong? They're just both Bell. Okay. B-E-L-L. Like like ding dong bell. Like
0: ding dong bell, not Beauty and the Beast Bell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Like you said, Norma was the 13-year-old daughter of the neighbor next door. That's a neighbor is somebody who lives next door. Anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: I just want to make sure that everybody knows that.
1: Yes. On May 11th, my hey, birthday. I know somebody's birthday yeah that is May 11th. That's me. Yep. And Karen Kilgariff. But anyway. Yes. True, uh, <laughs> true facts. Yes, on May 11th, well, 19th, both of which get seizures. Uh, yes. Like we, we have the a a same person. In common. We have mm-hmm. a lot in
0: common. Mhm. Mhm. I love her. But Uh, anyway, anyway, May 11th, 1968, a three-year-old boy was found wandering around dazed and bleeding. The child later told police that he had been playing with Mary and Norma on top of an old and unused air raid shelter when he was pushed seven feet from the roof to the ground.
1: Wow. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. This resulted in obviously a severe laceration or cut to his head. Mm -hmm. He was unsure of which of the girls actually pushed him. And later that night, parents of three small girls contacted the police to complain that both Mary and Norma attempted to strangle their children when they were playing together in the sandpit.
1: Fuck. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Both girls were interviewed about both of the incidents, both with the little girls and Mm -hmm. with the young boy. And -hmm. they denied any responsibility for the young boy falling at the air raid shelter. They stated that they had found the boy bleeding heavily from his head wound after he had already fallen Mm. in regards to the claims of attempted strangulation on three young girls mary denied any knowledge of the incident however norma admitted mary had tried to choke each of the girls yes yeah and now this is a direct quote from norma Mm -hmm. mary went to one of the girls and said what happens if you choke someone do they die then mary put both her hands round the girl's throat and squeezed the girl started to go purple i told mary to stop but she wouldn't then she put her hands around pauline's throat and started going and she started going purple as well another girl susan cornish came up and mary did the same thing to her oh okay so so she was just like you want to die too you know not you know
1: <laughs> shouldn't sound like the wicked witch of the west but no. we can picture it okay <laughs> cheese and rice yeah wow
0: um police notified the local authorities of the incidents and of mary's violent nature but because they were of a young age both girls were given a warning and a slap on the wrist you know because young kids can't you know have the want to kill or hurt people just saying i know i know i know On May 25, 1968, the day before she turned 11, Mary strangled four-year-old Martin Brown to death in an abandoned house in Scottswood, England. She left the scene and returned with Norma to find that they had been beaten there by two local boys that had been playing in the house and stumbled upon the body. Police were baffled. Besides a bit of blood and saliva on the victim's face there were no apparent signs of violence there was however an empty bottle of painkillers on the floor near the body so without further clues at the time police assumed that martin brown had swallowed those pills they ruled his death an accident Mm. just days after his death mary and norma went to martin's house and asked his mother if they could see her son when she told them that he had passed mary replied quote oh, I know he's dead. I wanted to see him in his coffin. Fuck. Yeah. And I mean, it was at that time. Creepy haunted
1: child. (laughs) You creepy haunted child. (laughs) Okay.
0: At At that time, his mother slammed the door in her face.
1: Yeah. And I mean, rightfully so. (laughs) I mean, yeah. Blameless there.
0: Yeah. 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 I would totally do the same thing. I get it. The next day, Mary's 11th birthday, the two girls broke into and vandalized a nursery in nearby Woodland Crescent. Croissant?
1: Crescent. Crescent.
0: I know, but it made me think croissant. of croissant.
1: <laughs> I could go for a croissant. <laughs> for real. It sounds delicious, actually.
0: It does. Mm-hmm. The two entered the building by peeling tiles off of the slate roof. Huh. They, t- they tore books, upturned desks, and smeared ink and and poster paints about the property before leaving. The following day, staff cut. Deco- wow. <laughs> Decovered. Hmm. Hmm. The following David day... David
1: discovered. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Talk about my mouth moving faster than my brain. For real, yeah. Wow. The following day, staff discovered the break-in and vandalism and immediately notified the police, who also discovered four separate notes that claim responsibility for Martin Brown's murder. Mm. One of the notes stated, quote, I murder so that I may come back. And another read, quote, we did murder Martin Brown. Fuck off, you bastard. There were two other ones. But they have a word in them that I'm not a fan of. So I'm not going to read them. If you want to see them, you could Google it. They're there. Okay. The police dismissed this incident as a tasteless and childless prank. This pisses me off. Yeah. Because with them just kind of like slapping the girls on the wrist for doing that and the other thing. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't agree with that. Like you, yeah, they should have looked into that. And now having that in mind, a little boy just died. And now this Mm -hmm. happened, wouldn't Mm -hmm. you kind of piece it together a little more? Or is that just me? Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Several nights later, both Mary and Norma were caught at the school, but because they were simply loitering outside when the police arrived, they were off the hook.
1: Right. So they didn't even think to connect the two that the vandals might be these two like little girls one of which is incredibly violent
0: Mm -hmm. no of course not good to know yep that tracks yeah for sure in the meantime mary was telling her fellow classmates that she had killed martin her reputation as a show-off and a liar prevented anyone from taking her claim seriously that is until another young boy turned up dead
1: jeez
0: now, I'm saying if somebody were to tell me this when I was a kid, I don't care how old I was, I would still go tell an adult. For real. I mean, again, maybe it's just me, but I'd be like, "Mrs. Harrison." <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Uh,
1: Mr. Harrison. Jokes are bad, okay. Oh, that scares. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> uh, fuck you, Mr. Harrison. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. On the afternoon of July 31st, 1968, three-year-old Brian Howe was last seen by his parents in the street outside of their home playing with one of his siblings and the family dog. Puppy.
1: Is the dog okay?
0: Oh, the the dog's fine. Okay. So also with Mary and Norma. Mm. When he didn't come home later that afternoon, his relatives and neighbors began to search. And both Mary and Norma
1: offered to help. Oh, that ooh, that's a big red flag. Big red flag. Yes.
0: At around 11 p.m. that night, a search party discovered Brian's body between two large concrete blocks covered by clumps of grass and weeds. Um, It was actually said that Mary pointed out the blocks, but Norma was like, no, he wouldn't be there. And they just kept looking. They didn't even take the time to look, even though, you know, a 13 year old was like. Or no, they didn't look because a 13 year old was like, right, he wouldn't be there. Mm. Right. Hmm. The coroner concluded that Brian had died of strangulation and that he had been dead for up to seven and a half hours before his body was discovered. Dang. Numerous gray and maroon fibers were also found on Brian's clothes, clothing and shoes. These fibers did not come from any clothing within the Howe household and had Mm. been transferred to him by his murderer. Mm. Yeah. Police reports concluded that Mary had later returned to the body to carve the letter n into his stomach with a razor that was then changed to an m using her other hand but the same razor
1: so mm, so the n for norma and the m for mary yeah and she switched the hand so that way it was technically yes it's one thing but it was technically two different right fuck right
0: correct fuck she also used a pair of scissors to cut off some of brian's hair scratch his legs and mutilate his penis as the girls were so young and their testimonies contradict each other. The exact details of what happened has never been entirely clear. So regardless, this poor boy was tortured. I'm going to guess post-mortem. Well, yeah, because it was out. It was after and they went back.
1: So, yeah, dude, uh, I know. Fuck. Okay.
0: When Brian's body was finally found, the neighborhood panicked. Two little boys were now dead. Police interviewed local children hoping someone had seen something that would lead to a suspect. Mary and Norma did a poor job of disguising their interests in the investigation in their interviews with the police. Norma was excited and Mary evasive, especially when the police pointed out that she had been seen with Brian on the day of his death. They later freely admitted to having played with Brian on the day of his death, but denied having seen him after lunchtime. The following (sighs) day, Mary was brought back for additional questioning. Mm -hmm. She stated that she remembered seeing an eight-year-old local boy playing with Brian on that afternoon as well, and that she had also seen him hitting the child. She also stated that she remembered the boy had been covered in grass and weeds as if he'd been rolling in a field, and that he had a small pair of scissors.
1: Mm, Mary then
0: explained, quote, I saw him trying to cut a cat's tail off with the scissors, but there was something wrong with them. One leg was broken or bent. Like of the
1: scissors, one leg was broken or bent? Yes.
0: Yes. This self-incriminating statement convinced Detective Chief Inspector James Dobson that Mary was the actual killer, since only the police knew about the broken scissors that were found at the scene of the crime. (sighs) Fuck. yeah yeah yeah
1: that'll do it you little shit Uh uh-huh
0: that's what you get for being cocky in addition the local boy she named was quickly questioned and was discovered to have been at newcastle international airport on the afternoon of july 31st with numerous witnesses able to corroborate his parents claims so nice try better luck next time play
1: again play
0: again later yep On August 4th, Norma's parents called the police and told them that she wanted to confess what she knew about Brian's death. She made a full statement in which she admitted being present when Mary had actually strangled Brian. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. According to Norma, when the trio were alone, Mary, quote, seemed to go all funny, pushing the child into the grass and attempting to strangle him before stating to Norma, quote, my hands are getting thick, take over. Yeah, Norma didn't do that. (laughs) She ran and left Mary alone with Brian. Hmm. A forensic exam of clothing owned by both girls revealed that the gray fibers discovered upon Brian's body were a precise match to a woolen dress owned by Mary. And the maroon fibers upon the child's shoes were a precise match to the skirt owned by Norma. So, bing, bang, boom. They caught. Mm. They caught. At 8 p.m. the night of Brian's funeral, side note, Mary was actually spotted lurking outside of his house. And she it's it's noted that she even laughed and rubbed her hands together when she saw his coffin. So like a he-he-he-he kind of thing, which is disgusting.
1: Wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. But that night, though, August 7, 1968, both girls were formally charged with the murder of Brian Howe. In front of a witness, Mary prepared a written statement in which she admitted to being present when Brian was murdered, but insisting that Norma did the crime itself. So basically, they're blaming each other. Right. She also admitted that they had broken into the nursery the day after the murder of Martin, defacing the property and leaving handwritten notes that were found. At the trial, the prosecutor told the court that Mary's reason for committing the murders was solely for the pleasure and excitement of killing.
1: I mean, it sounds like it.
0: I I mean, yes. (laughs) The fact that she's
1: standing there rubbing her hands like a little miser about it. That's correct. Crazy.
0: Correct. Meanwhile, the British press referred to the child as evil born. Yes. I mean, Mm, yes, they're not wrong. They're not wrong.
1: Zero lies detected.
0: Yep. The jury agreed that Mary Bell had committed the murders and handed down a guilty verdict. And that was in December. Manslaughter, not murder, was the conviction as court psychiatrists had convinced the jury that Mary Bell showed classic classic symptoms of psychopathy and could not be held fully responsible for her actions.
1: I mean, it's, I, yeah, I, yeah, I get I, it. I, yes,
0: I get it. I, I absolutely get it as well. Norma was regarded as an unwilling accomplice who had fallen under a bad influence and she was acquitted, which, Mm. okay, Mm. Mm. okay. The judge concluded that Mary was a dangerous person and a serious threat to other children, you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah.
0: (laughs) She was sentenced to be imprisoned at her majesty's pleasure, Mm. which is a, in case you don't know, a British legal term, meaning someone who is put in prison at, his or her majesty's pleasure and is kept there until it is officially decided that it's safe for them to be released
1: right so it's kind of like indefinite like you're being put in there until we decide that okay yeah i guess you can come out now
0: right if if at all so it can effectively become a life sentence interesting so yeah which i didn't know about that i was very interested to actually see what Mm. that meant i never heard Mm -hmm. of it before over the years of her time behind bars, she was transferred from one institution to the next. At one institution, she was the only female among about 24 inmates who later she claimed that she was she was sexually abused by a member of the staff and several of the inmates. It's not unheard of. So, yeah. Right. right. Um, and she also, she was also denied for parole.
1: Mm.
0: At another, she and a fell inmate actually got to escape for a a brief few days but they got caught and returned to custody in 1980 at 23 years old mary was released from askham grange open prison having served 12 years she was granted anonymity she was given a new name to start a new life with her daughter who was born on may 25th 1984 now her daughter didn't know of mary's past And she didn't learn about it until Mary's location was discovered by reporters, and she and her mother had to leave that house with bedsheets over their heads and find a new home. Mary's daughter's anonymity was originally protected only until she reached the age of 18. However, on May 21st, 2003, she won a high court battle to have her own anonymity and that of her daughter extended for life. Any court order permanently protecting the identity of someone is consequence, consequently known as a Mary Bell order. Hmm. So, yeah. And in 2009, she was reported to have become a grandmother. So now she's out of jail. Nobody knows where she is because of the anonymity.
1: Yeah, no, that word. An, that's an easy one. Yeah. An so, anemone.
0: <laughs> an, an anemone. Yeah, it's just turning into sounds at this point. But yeah, she is Jeez. free. And she had a daughter. Now she's a grandmother. And I don't know, like, it's like she did a complete 360, you know yeah. what I mean? It's so, maybe once she was in jail and then she got out, she got away from that lifestyle, like when she grew up being abused and all that she was like okay life doesn't have to be like this that or she yes. got all of her rage out and moved on but that's just that's so strange that is so strange. strange it is and i'm actually very very surprised that they let her out
1: only after 12 years yeah that's like when you said in 1980 when she was only 23 i'm like fuck yeah <laughs> it's like, insane to me yeah yeah but and yeah, then that's... like really untruthfully realizing she's two years older than my mother. Yeah. Like the fuck.
0: Yep. And her daughter is a year, a year younger, than younger us. than us.
1: Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, that is the story of Mary Bell.
1: And it's like, she did all the, I mean, she did these in- incredibly awful things when she was a child and then still Technic kind of like got to live her life normally.
0: Right. Right. And that obviously upset the families of her victims.
1: Yeah. Like Mm -hmm. here, my little boy is can't have a chance at any life. And you're literally going to be able to live like a full life with child, with the grandchild, with. Yeah.
0: With all that a job, everything, complete anonymity, which, yes, that word, which I'm actually very surprised that she was even granted that. Like, I don't know. That whole thing is is strange
1: well and it's so funny too because it's like is it strange because we're in america where we just like keep people in jail forever maybe <laughs> right yeah or is it the fact that it's crazy just because it was so soon like i don't know if i would feel the same if she was like like it's almost as if you want you, you keep her in there long enough so she can't at least have a normal life like keep mm-hmm. her in there until she's like 50 that way yeah. i mean yeah. really she's kind of beyond that point of her being of being able to have kids and right. like i don't know yeah
0: i'm not i'm not sure how i feel about that on it to be completely honest with you because even when i was you know reading the articles and all that stuff i'm like really that's
1: it yeah you
0: killed two kids okay i mean okay yeah and like i get norma being acquitted i do i do because yeah. she technically didn't harm the children. She was just kind of there. And yes, she helped with the vandalism and whatnot. But, like compared to killing, vandalism's mm-hmm. not so bad,
1: yeah. but I mean, I definitely think there should have been some sort of punishment of just like not ever actually saying anything. Like you're a witness to these truthfully, like truly heinous crimes. Yeah. and yeah, really didn't say anything at all,
0: yeah, no, it right.
1: wasn't until it wasn't until you started becoming quite. like you started becoming a suspect. you and Mary until you finally said something of like yeah no it was mary and this is what happened
0: she did say when mary had pushed the boy off of the Mm -hmm. the air raid thing Mm -hmm. and then the parents came forward about the three girls that were attempted to be strangled she did say that mary did it right so i mean i don't know like they didn't take her seriously i think honestly i mean because she was young
1: But again, it was still, it wasn't until they were kind of caught or they were, the fingers were pointed at them until she said something like, it's not like she came forward and was like, yeah. Hey, Mary, just try to choke out these people. And she pushed that guy off the thing. Yeah. It was no, we didn't, we found him later and he was already like that. And only until they were blaming them. Was she like, it was yeah. Mary. No, you're right. You're right. Know. Again, this is a teeny tiny child. It was also like 50 something years ago. Yes. But still.
0: Yes. And I feel like I if know. something like that happened now, it'd be handled a lot different.
1: Agreed. A lot Agreed. different. And like I said, do I think that she should have been put away at her majesty's pleasure? No, but I do believe that there should have been some sort of punishment. Agreed. For, yeah, you may not be like technically an accomplice, but you didn't say anything either.
0: Yeah. You know, like probation or community something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. I, yeah. Know. I, end- I,
1: yeah know.
0: I get that. I agree yeah
1: yeah Jeez, man mm-hmm. great story thank you
0: well thank you You're like welcome. i said like i knew
1: of mary bell i knew she killed other children i truly didn't realize it was in the 60s yeah i just pictured the whole thing being like super fucking old timey
0: yes and even honestly even after learning the years that it took place i in my mind in my mind's eye i was still imagining it was correct as like the 1920s 1930s like you had yeah. said like that's yeah. reading this i was like no uh this didn't mm-hmm. happen in the 60s there's no mm-hmm. way but that's yeah
1: mm-hmm. well guys yeah that's it for our show it is um thank you all so much for listening to bed crime stories and being uh being our internet friends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we appreciate you all so much we do um you can find us on instagram our handle is at Bed Crime Stories. And you can also email us storiespod at gmail.com. And you can contact us in either one of those ways if you have a story suggestion.
0: Yes, please, please, we please, love, please.
1: Yeah, we absolutely love story suggestions. We love hearing from you guys. So um, yeah, I would please send those our way.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Wherever you are currently listening to this podcast, please like, rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate when you do that as well. mm-hmm. mm-hmm please be kind, be the bandaid. Yes. Um, we need uh, a little, a little kindness, please. Also real quick on a, on a quick note, also want to say since our last recording, Aaron Carter has passed away Yes, and, uh, you know, that fucking sucks. So yeah. we're, uh, just real quick and to say, you know, I hope sir, that you find, uh, whatever piece it was that you couldn't find here Agreed. And, uh, that, uh, you know, you're somewhere much more happy yes agreed big ups to aaron carter yes um but on that note be kind be the band-aid we love you all Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh we will talk to you all next week but
0: Mm -hmm. until
1: then sweet Sweet dreams. dreams Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin MacLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. Creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.